You're listening to the Faith Made Welcome podcast, a progressive podcast of faith where we look at Christianity from a progressive Baptist tradition. This podcast is brought to you by Commonwealth Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia. So whoever you are, wherever you are, or whatever you think about faith, you're welcome here. Please let us know what you think about our podcast by subscribing to it or by sharing it with someone who may be looking for a podcast like this. And we would love to hear your feedback. So please leave us a comment or question on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let's get started. I counted down myself. You t- <laughs> well, I pushed with you just because I'm okay, in the habit of Out of, so. you know, out of sympathy. Okay. Ah. Uh... Although I did feel like I should have given folks a rundown of how this starts off. We can do that. Uh, yeah, you can give them a rundown. Uh, what episode is this? 18. Mm-hmm. 18. And I would like to remind everyone that we are celebrating the season of Advent and not that other one that comes around Easter. Lent. <laughs> Don't say Don't it. Say it. Oh. Don't say it. <laughs> Ixnay on the end lay. Uh. Okay. Uh, it's totally Lent. I meant Advents. <laughs> so, Paul will just have to take w- moments where we all say Advent and just put it like. Yeah, we, we just need to say the word Advent several times in different like tones and inflections and volumes so I can just like splice in the right one in, right, when, we, when we need it. But yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so we usually get started with some introductions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll introduce the pastor folks first since they are pastoral i don't know that's just the way we tend to do it uh then we'll say something about me and paul because we're always on the call and then we'll move uh let's do alphabeticals we'll do lenny and then marcia sound good sounds good all right let's do this thing i think this is the first faith made welcome recorded at night no no, no it's halloween. not hocus pocus yeah, halloween was definitely yeah, was at night. night halloween was a night yeah <laughs> Yeah. And there was bourbon. Okay. There was a lot of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I support that. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> that sounds oh, fun. Lenny, you're a member of the bourbon ministry then. I love, I, I love like whiskey, bourbon, and rye. Mm. I just started collecting like bourbon. Mm, so yeah. Sherry has started the Baptist bourbon ministry. Yes. You are now a part of the ministry since you are. Now that I know you're a bourbon guy. Great. Let's- do a bourbon whiskey tasting night yes i'm down yeah (laughs) cool all right so here we go with episode 18 of faith made welcome our third week of advent uh we're here to talk about joy which there's a lot of joy songs we could sing but instead we're just gonna do introductions so who do we have on today's episode I am Robin, one of the pastors at Commonwealth Baptist Church. And I'm Marty, the other pastor at Commonwealth Baptist Church. Excellent. And I continue to be Sherry Spiegel, the first voice you hear on Faith Made Welcome, along with my partner in many crimes. I uh, am one of the voices we often hear on Faith Made Welcome, Paul Fitzgerald. And I'm happy to be here again to talk about this wonderful topic. And we have, yeah. Sherry, we have a couple of uh, guests here with us today, too. Mm-hmm. Who do we got? All right. 
you got me. I'm Lenny, uh, Lenny Wrigley, just a member of Commonwealth Baptist Church. And a deacon. And a deacon, <laughs> yes. And a seminarian who is going through finals right now. So. Oof. You have lots of joy. <laughs> Yay. Thank for, you for taking for the me. time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time. The joy and, comes when they're done. Yeah. Uh-huh. And following on that, I am Marsha Call, and I have been a member of Commonwealth Baptist since 1995. Wow. Wow. Probably longer than Lenny is old. Mm-mm. No, 1995, I remember the Braves winning the World Series. Oh. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say when I was born because that's just going to yeah. tell everybody my age. So <laughs> we're just going to keep well, that on the deal. Yeah. <laughs> just going to say not say that one. So I do remember 1995. Yes. We're going to keep that secret, Lenny. Yes. You and I can compare notes on that later, Lenny. And yeah. see. Offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, when we t- asked you here to be on a podcast about joy, what was the first thing that ran through y'all's heads when you were like, really? I've been invited to talk about joy? What came to mind? Who wants to go first? It's a tough year. You it's, can go for it, Lenny. Yeah, go for it, Lenny. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's definitely been a tough year. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine over text um, when I remembered, oh, I have to do a podcast on joy and I'm like they would do a podcast on joy right after a Taylor Swift album release uh, for me so I'm like how am I going to you know it, Taylor Swift is so like it, it, an album is any artist is very tangible and you know that's not really like the the spiritual joy that we look for is you know the first thing someone says is oh a Taylor Swift album so I'm like I don't know how I'm going to talk about anything other than this and I remember her saying um you know, you find joy in many different areas. And for, she was saying you as in me, um, that I found joy in like some of the, the, the closure in certain areas in our life. And then also new openings where, you know, her creativity can explore those um, new openings. I'm like, that is really, really good. I was like, I kind of wish I actually thought of that. So I didn't mm. have to give her credit, but I'm giving her credit because she's probably going <laughs> to listen. <laughs> so I'm keeping a tally of the number of times that you say T Swift's name during this episode. We're already at three. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Well, so it's been a really hard year, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we're thinking about like, okay, who could we get to come talk about joy? And like, yeah, so it's like, well, if nothing else, Lenny gets joy from Taylor Swift. We all know it. He's at least one person who has joy in his life. Even Robin, I didn't say it that time. I'm counting it. <laughs> it doesn't. I'll keep a separate one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy because, you know, I just knew that was going to come up. Um, it's, it is what it is. But, um, and I'm not saying the name, um, but it, it makes you reflect on kind of what joy really means and what where you get that joy. And, you know, I feel like, true joy is things that are not tangible you know mm-hmm. not perishable joy which is it doesn't have an expiration date mm-hmm. um and that could be you know of course you know find joy in the lord because he's the one who provides and protects and guides and um but then also in the small thing especially like the pandemic you know we got to 
count our blessings where we have it. Um, it could be joy and, you know, maybe you're going through a rough time um, with your family, but you have those friends, those coworkers that check up on you. Um, I, I felt like that's where some of that joy comes from too. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that's what my first reaction was. But then I said an artist's name yeah, um, as a joke. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> saying that artist's name anymore. <laughs> Challenge on, Robin. Challenge on. Lenny, I love that, though, because right before um, this uh, podcast, I got actually a note on Twitter about Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band's performance on SNL. Mm. And I went to it because the headline was uh, Bruce Springsteen's joyous blah, blah, blah. And I went and I listened to that like right before this. So you and I are communing about the music, mm -hmm. music thing going on when it as related to joy, for sure. That's... And I mean, I feel like for me, and this probably comes to no surprise to most people on this call, like music and joy are mm -hmm. intimately connected for mm -hmm. me. In fact, um, I don't think I knew I wanted to join this church, like Commonwealth Baptist Church, until the week that I made these two pastors do the most ridiculous thing ever, which was we were doing a series on the sacred and the secular. And so they asked any person in the, that came to the church to, to put forward the song they wanted, that the, the place where they found the sacred. Um, and I have a tattoo on my arm uh, that comes from a punk rock song. And so I put this song forward. And so that week, Marty played um, some punk rock. He sang it um, with his like, what, mandolin? A mandolin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wild. Uh, and then Robin preached about it. And so that I think, I mean, that was like a huge moment for me of being able to like take this thing that is joyful for me outside of the church and see it celebrated within mm. the church. Um, that was straight up joy for me. Yeah, for sure. And well, they I did a good was, job. <laughs> I think that was the first time like a mandolin and punk rock came together. <laughs> so it was a pretty good no yeah maybe maybe you don't want to do that wearing a tie I was, yeah, <laughs> no. but i know i do remember like i just got back from a conference in atlanta and i drove and the whole way down there and the whole way back i was just cr windows down cranking that song just so i could try to memorize how fast they said all those words mm-hmm that yeah. was not joyful, but I. I, I <laughs> hey, the song literally says, "No one says it's going to be easy, but I'm not afraid to try." Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. But yeah, I think music can be a source of joy, right? Yeah, it absolutely can. And Marie Kondo says, you know, that's her guideline for her rule, right? Does does this bring you joy? You know, mm. does it spark, does it spark, that's it, right? Does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? Yeah. And um, I don't know if, if anybody asked Marie Kondo, how you know, if it's joy versus something else, what are the, mm. what are the sensations of joy? I mean, what are the feelings of joy? How do you know when you have it versus, yeah, it's catchy or when is it joy? What's unique about joy? Ooh, Paul's asking the softball. Uh, you know, I, I think that, um, 
for me, it actually changed over the course of time. Mm-hmm. So when you're a child and especially around Christmas, your birthday, Easter, there was for me this huge swelling of emotion uh, that would engulf me. Mm-hmm. And literally by the time you got to the event, it was so, the wave was so massive. And in in some cases, the event itself never measured up to that feeling that led up to it, the feeling of joy and in, in anticipation. Um, and for me now, joy is, and I think it's Lenny who said it, it's in those small moments. And I had a great one this week. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Wednesday's sunrise was mm. spectacular. Mm. It was a light violet sky. And it caught, it was so vibrant and so unexpected. It just took my breath away. And I had another um, experience of that when I picked up the Alexandria Times on Friday mm-hmm. and they had a picture of my sunrise. Oh, wow. And in that yeah. moment, I thought, oh, wow, I got it again. And I also got this experience of sharing it that, and that brought me joy as well. So for me, it really has shifted over time. I'm curious about if that's the case for the rest of you. Like what's your experience of joy over time? You know, I think that that's great. And you brought up a really good point. It's all these different emotions and feelings. And I feel like joy is that that umbrella of these emotions that we can get during a certain time or a period, um, even if it might be there in the moment or reflecting back on something. Um, just like you said, you know, you got joy in that moment, but then you reflect back on that photo that you took and you got that same joy again. So I think joy covers entire like section of just Mm -hmm. different emotions and how you're feeling and how you can process that feeling um i think when i was like how do i even explain joy i'm like you know of course being in seminary you kind of go through like to the bible and then you go through like oh maybe let's do a little bit of a word study and um you know robin i've talked to you a few times in our coffee and you know our i'm in a Hebrew class right now and you, you study words and you study like, okay, how many times is that word used? Is it used in many different ways? Which is funny because joy, if you look at what, like one translation, um, joy is referenced throughout the Bible, like 165 times. Okay. So hmm. around that, around that range um, for the one word joy, then you have other translations that will mention that word joy like 182 and then another one would do 218 and you're like okay so why aren't they're using the same word for the word and the reason why is because there's different emotions that are involved with joy it's um, rejoice it's joyful it's happy happiness um, you can use excitement um, so I'm like wow like joy is very complex And I don't Mm -hmm. think you can really Mm -hmm. just explain it by one thing. Mm -hmm. It's an experience. Mm. 
Sorry, that was my soapbox. Well, you had said something <laughs> earlier on, right, when we first started, and I, I like, you, you said it, and I got the pen, and I was like, I'm going to write that down. Spiritual, <laughs> spiritual joy. It's like when we first started talking about this, you know, you said this word spiritual joy. Do you remember that? Um, it, what, what is spiritual joy? And is that, how is that different than, uh, sorry, Robin, Taylor oh, no, Swift yeah, joy? Or, I was thinking more like spiritual joy as in, you know, you find joy and like your prayer life and building your prayer life, you building your relationship with God, um, the divine and finding your strength and, you know, your you know, God, um, it, it kind of comes down to the scripture, you know, you may weep for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that spiritual joy that, you know, you know, when you lay your head down at night, you're going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. Um, and I feel like that's where I get my spiritual joy. And then you have the other joys where, you know, um, artists come out with an album that really speak to you and tell stories that can, where your mind can just, wonder into a different imagination and and picture different things you know maybe i didn't get to see that sunrise but maybe i was picturing something of that sunrise that gave me joy in in a song or some type of poem if you have if you're you know you're into poems or art you're painting um you're drawing you're sculpting you're climbing rocks um you're going golfing you know there's different joys but i feel like that does do have a spiritual connection to as well so i think that's the difference in my brain um when i was saying that i was trying to say you know i was not wanting to talk about taylor swift i wanted to talk more robin six (laughs) robin's jotted down i didn't want to talk about that artist um you know i was like all right we're going to be doing this with the church so you know of course this artist is going to come up to me because that brings joy but there was still that spiritual element of, you know, maybe I found some type of closure in a section of my life that needed that closing. And I could find joy in that, you know, that if something needs that closure or, you know, I find a new beginning somewhere else and we can find those joys in those new beginnings as well. And mm-hmm. we can we can experience those through music, through art, through activities, through connecting with each other. So I think it holds two different points. It's a spiritual joy that has an underlining act of God in it. And then you have the at hand joy mm-hmm. like in the moment, right? Right then and there, just because I like listening and hearing her voice. Right. If that makes any sense. Sorry, I keep on going soapboxes. So just tell me to stop. This is the time. Again. This is the time to do it. Right? <laughs> it's all good. It's all That's good. all podcasting is. Okay, because yeah, like I'm like, I can just go. Yeah, we just take turns on the soapbox. Uh, yeah, so Robin and Marty, would you like your turn? I mean, that's, that's it's just what we do. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about while you were talking, Lenny, is like um, how important connection seems to be to joy. Um, like whether it is that we're connecting to like a creator or we're connecting to each other or even just connecting to ourselves um is joy does connection have to be there for us to experience joy is is connection an essential property of joy so um, oh go ahead marcia 
Well, I was just, uh, I was just going to say, Robin, and um, is that I think connection is definitely key. And if I think about that sunrise again, it just, uh, it just gave me a feeling that all was right with the world. Hmm. That it, it gives you not only that feeling of, in a lot of times it's beauty, whether it's a, in the, a song, something that occurs in nature, mm-hmm. uh, a gift someone gives you, an expression, an experience, is that it gives you that moment to stop and you you are enriched by that experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what you were you were saying where you were going, Lenny, when you were saying it's both external and it's internal. It is this that it I think that there is something that occurs externally that sparks something internal. Now I lay that at your feet, Robin, so you can you can take it from there. <laughs> well, I think that there is there's a soul connection, I think, with joy. Um, that to me would be the difference between joy and happiness um, is that happiness might be on the surface and can change you know, mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat, uh, whereas joy is something deeper. And so joy is something that can stay with us and even sustain us even when we're not happy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And, and you were talking about a lot of these um, like paradoxes, I guess, in a way, opposites, the internal, the external, um, in, in surprised by joy, CS Lewis connect says that joy has a connection with both, um, memories and longings. Mm. Um, so, you know, Lenny earlier, you mentioned something about, you know, well, maybe this music means so much to me because, you know, there was some point in my life when I had closure, right. That there's, there's, joy somehow can connect us with memories of, of things that were good. Um, but it can also give us, connect us with, with longing of what can be, which may be some of what that sunset, uh, that sunrise was mm. Marsha in the middle of a pandemic when everything feels mm-hmm. like it's claustrophobic and closing in. And all of a sudden you saw this, you know, expansive beauty, um, mm-hmm. that was, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. didn't have an end. Um, so I mean, there's there, there's layers I think to joy that are what separate it from happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately about joy is, to me, it has this. I think for me, I connect it to connectedness, right? But I also see it as being almost sneaky. Um, like joy sneaks up on me. Um, like, and I often like for a long time, I thought I have to seek happiness. And I was always like running after happiness, but like joy pops up in the strangest moments. Mm. Um, and it is, um, sometimes the thing that we, we need in a pandemic, right? Like if we can allow it to sneak up on us, like Mm -hmm. that sunset sneaks up on us, um, there is just a sneaky property of it. And I think that's what makes it so great in some ways is like, you don't have to prepare for it. You don't have to set the table for it. Uh, it just, it catches you. Shows up. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, thinking about this topic of joy. I, I sit back and I think about 
all the Christmases when I was a little kid, mm. like right when December hit, like it took forever, like for Christmas to get here. And like now that I'm adult, it's like there's not enough time, right? Mm -hmm. it just flies up. And uh, but, you know, when you're a kid, you just you, you're just filled with this anticipation and this joyfulness that, you know, it, and it and it's, it's a world where like everybody's singing all the songs, the music's playing, people are wrapping gifts. And, you know, in normal times, like people are rushing everywhere with smiles on their faces. That's what I kind of envision when I think about getting ready for Christmas. And I had no other responsibility but to sit and watch it and wait, mm -hmm. you know, and just get surprised here and there by, mm -hmm. you know, what could that box be? Or, you know, oh, I love this song or we're decorating the Christmas tree. And I had no other responsibility but to just sit and just be just overwhelmed with joy. Um, but now, as I've gotten older, it's been kind of like, how are we going to survive this? And how are we going to make sure that somebody feels, my our family feels joyful in this time where there's just chaos all around us? Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, for me, you know, I've been thinking about, um, you know, Advent, lighting all the candles. We've lit the hope candle, the mm -hmm. peace, and now we've lit the purple, I meant the pink joy mm -hmm. candle, right? Paul loves the pink candle. What's up with yeah. that pink candle? The pink candle, and I think the, the joy being on the third um, Sunday of Advent is just a reminder that joy reminds us why we seek for hope and peace in the first place. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's just a reminder during this this long anticipated season that you know joy is the reason why we we long for hope and we long for peace, and it's why we have faith. And I think as much as we can hold faith for each other, we can also hold joy for each other. Like you were describing, Marcia, with sharing that picture of the, you know, the sunrise. I mean, that meant a lot. And then, you know, Lenny sharing his love of Taylor Swift and talking about all the songs that influenced mm. him. Uh, oh, I said Taylor Swift. You're good. I think making a tally might be something that brings uh, Robin joy. Yeah, <laughs> and it sneaks up on her. Like, uh -huh. like, it's, like, it's like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I really just think that joy just is a, a, a reminder to us that the reason why we seek what we seek in our mm. lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I completely agree with you on, on that, Marty. You know, I, I think joy, joy does sneak up on us, but at the same time, we have to seek out where the joy is in our lives in certain yeah. areas. Um, I know going through the going through military and you're in basic training, you're cut off from the world for like three months. Um, and drill sergeants are just like going through the military is pretty much like a big hazing um, mm -hmm. test. And but one thing they've taught us that I have been able to kind of grasp and hold on to and and teach others that you know I serve with is you know, we call it hunt the good stuff. Mm. Now down in the South, it sounds much different, um, but it's initially just hunt the good stuff. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going through some stuff right now. And it doesn't mean that you're not real with yourself with what is going on right now, but it's taking moments to find areas that either you're grateful for, grateful for, or areas that you see is a light in that, Mm. that time um mm -hmm. 
and I, I was thinking about this, you know, Sherry, you were talking about how it sneaks up on you. It's, it's crazy how you can like walk down the street and you're like, okay, let me, you know, you see, especially that here in DC, you see police officers going down the street, you see, you know, homeless people, there's lines at food pantries, like by a coffee shop near my place. Like there's so much I could see and be like, oh, that is like, I just want to help. And then, you know, this just irks me and tears me apart. But then like, you know, I can, joy randomly sneaks up on me when you're walking down the street too. You find different mm-hmm. things that um, you see beauty in. Uh, it could be, you know, a sunrise. It could be, you know, maybe a marking on a building that's just like, oh, wow. Like it could be, you know, a building, you know, putting up their their um, their plywood to protect their, their store, but there's love written on it. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter on it. There's um, justice for all. There's, you know, there's something beautiful that could be, you could see out of it. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes we have to take, our mindset, yes, there's plywood on a building right now, but man, isn't it putting off a beautiful message at the same time, a beautiful piece of art that someone got to express themselves through? And I think there's joy in that. And we can find those places where there are joy in times like this. Mm-hmm. Even though it's hard, I feel like we do have to train ourselves sometimes to, all right, where is this joy? Where are you? Where are you hiding joy? I need you to sneak out. <laughs> there is um, a project um, that's part of Yale Divinity School that is called, I think the name of it, I think it's called the Joy and Human Flourishing Project. Mm. Um, it's headed by a theologian named Miroslav Voth. Um, and and, and, and the concept is, and I, th- I think it's right on, and it's connected with what we're saying, that the joy is actually a part of a flourishing life. Mm-hmm. Um, so any life that is flourishing experiences those surprising moments of joy. Um, but part of why a theologian and a divinity school started this project is because there was this sense that in church and maybe in culture in general, it is easier for us to talk about the things going wrong in the world and in our lives than it is for us to give voice to those moments or experiences that bring us joy. Um, And how might our communities, whether they are churches or Sunday school classes or classrooms, um, how might those communities be different if we were able to talk more freely about joy and give voice to it? Like what might that do to each other? You know, like I, I, I get some delight out of watching Lenny get crazy excited about Taylor Swift. Oh, and, and that's it, a tally mark. It makes me <laughs> smile to hear Marsha describe this sunrise um, and how it made her feel. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine like if we were able to do that more often, 
uh, rather connect to, to the, the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think that joy, joy somehow connects us with something holy, no matter mm-hmm. what we call that. Yeah. And it reminds us of flourishing life and it connects. I think joy is very closely connected to, to love. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Paul, this is something we talk about, like when we talk about sympathetic joy yeah. quite a bit, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not all schadenfreude, the, you know, pleasure at other people's pain, but there's something beautiful about joy from other people's joy. Although there is that too, though, isn't there, right? There is, <laughs> schadenfreude is, a, there's a, you know, as evidenced by the fact that there's a word for it, you know, a long word for it. It must be a thing. Yeah, yeah sympathetic, German, sympathetic joy is, for a lot of people, is uh is 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 tricky it's it's hard um there are you know these this notion of when somebody else is happy i'm going to feel happiness for them and when somebody else feels joy i'm going to feel joyful for them not because i already love them or feel joy for them i'm just going to be happy that they're happy and that's all fun and games if you already love that person what if you don't um, what if you don't? What if this is somebody who you you just have not even somebody that you just don't know? What if this is somebody, a coworker who got that promotion that you didn't get? Or, you know, everybody got a four percent raise, but I only got a three percent raise. Or this person bonus was bigger than mine. Or um why did that person uh the light turned red? after that person went through it, but before I went, I mean, there's, you know, yet schadenfreude seems like this more reptilian primitive urge that we live in a world where one person's joy is another person's loss of that joy. And does that have to be the case? And I think, you know, some of the old practices say, no, that um, there are things that we can do to prime ourselves, you know, mindsets that we can take practices we can engage in. Um, where we can start not convincing ourselves and beating ourselves up that one person's joy is everybody's joy, but just practices that ask the question, you know, uh, wow, that person, I have no idea who they are, or my coworker got the promotion that I didn't. You know what? Congratulations. You know, that that's great. I'm, I'm really glad you're happy about that. Um, why is that so hard? Why is that so hard? Because of, of some of these old and ancient practices that, you know, some of us on this podcast partake in. Um, uh, that's that's the one that's hardest. I mean, I can love everybody. That's easy. But being sympathetic joy, you know, that's the tough one, you know, because we always think that it's a joy is a limited resource that if somebody else has it, then I it, it points out not that I can have it, too, but it points out that I don't have it. Um, and I, and therefore there's room for resentment in the, in other people having joy. But it's not always that like, so yes, I think that cultivating joy in other people's joy, like that's a tricky, that's a tricky one. Yeah. That's a tricky, it's so much easier to be frustrated by it, you know, than it is to be joyous in it. But every now and then, like other people's joy can just bring me random spontaneous joy. Like, um, how many times have you been at a traffic light, like in your own, like crappy mood? And then you look behind you yeah. and you see someone probably listening to Taylor Swift, let's be honest, oh. but like, they are just like into it with music. And like, this is like my favorite thing in the world. Just like watching someone else, just like in it, yeah, with, in their car. Yeah. you know, no abandon, like just, they're just in it. Like, and then all of a sudden, like, I find myself smiling, not because I'm listening to it, but just because, like, 
Ah, what a world we live in that people can get lost in something like that. Yeah, you've tapped into shared joy. Yeah. And you've done that. You've tapped into Live in life on a small scale versus big scale. So I was struck by what Marty said earlier about, you know, when you're a kid and what I had talked about with holidays, what holidays were like, it was this immense, big building kind of thing. And uh, now I find that it is in those little moments, Sherry. And I'm like you, I love looking around. You know, when you're at the stoplights, it's beautiful. It's one of the reasons I take walks and I stopped running years mm-hmm. ago, one of many reasons. But uh, I love seeing my neighborhood, my area on the, on the small scale. So like what's happening over here? What's happening there? What's the story behind this mitten left on this mailbox? What is, you know, Mm. taking time to look at the poetry fence on Howell Street? All these kinds of little teeny moments that, as Robin said, contribute to a life of flourishing. It It is flourishing. If you have the capacity to have joy, even in the midst of really bad stuff, sad stuff, hard stuff, pandemics, uh, you know, loss. What I, I'm a recruiter as a for a living, so I run into a lot of people who are out of work. Yeah. If if you can capture and appreciate those moments of joy, you can almost get through anything. Yeah, you know, it, it it really is a lifeline to take you to the take you to the next spot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like joy is almost like a voice of protest to our despair, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that, Marty. Um, mm-hmm. That was really good. This, I'm writing that down. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's it's a way of being. Um, joy is like reminding us again and again that there is joy w- with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we keep telling the Christmas story over and over. I mean, Jesus came in the midst of no joy. Mm-hmm. Chaos. Um, and then the angels sang about it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think joy is just like we've been saying in a lot of these Advent themes is it's there's a communal aspect that we we can hold each other in joy, mm-hmm. just like hold each other in hope and peace. Um, we can do that for each other. You know, I think there's a silly aspect to it, too which is uh, kind of in a, a moment of abandon. So I haven't said Taylor Swift yet, so I'll say it now. <laughs> but, I think it's all um, of us. You know, of it, it, like in watching Lenny get excited about this, but you know, there's kind of this piece, I, I'm reminded of David as the ark, you know, comes in into the city and he is dancing, you know, he's dancing right. with a bit wild abandon and, and excitement. And his, his wife says, oh, my God, you look like a fool. And he's like, who cares? You know, and there is in that moment of appreciation of joy or an expression of joy where it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All, all that stuff about what people think about you, getting better, not, not doing evil, being perfect, all those kinds of things just go away. And in that moment, you're fully your own essence. And it's kind of, does that occur for anybody else too? Do you get that kind of silliness that there's a a truth, there's a funny piece to it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to see that silliness, then you should, you know, take uh, Sherry's advice and ride up beside me when I'm listening to Taylor. (laughs) You'll just see me just um, jamming out 
and I drive like a, a Volkswagen Bug. And so can you just imagine me after a drill weekend with like a my military uniform on jamming out to Taylor Swift in my bug. Um sorry. <laughs> sorry, Robert Robert got two like strikes on that one. This is uh, joy. Yeah. So yes, it does, you know, joy does, you know, it does have that silly aspect where, you know, you are being you in a very happy moment. And I think that kind of comes back to even, you know, what Marty was saying, Christmas. Um, I feel like growing up with Christmas, you know, looking back now and growing up with like Christmas, um, the joys was actually like in that buildup. And I feel like what Robin was saying was, the happiness was actually like opening and then seeing if you're right that one of the presents mm-hmm. you cast. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that joy is so special about Christmas. It's just like you can see a Christmas light, especially for me. I'm a Christmas baby. Um, you can see that Christmas light. And for some reason, it just brings so much joy. Um, I can't really explain it. It's not like, you know, I never experienced, you know, a tragic you know holiday time you know mm-hmm. my parents are divorced divorced so there was a point in time where you know things got dark but i've always found that there was joy in that build up for christmas and it was like seeing christmas lights and seeing a christmas tree i've always had a christmas tree in my room ever since i was a little kid mm-hmm. i think the one in my room was like six feet tall so it was almost as big as the i was one thinking i was picturing some like little thing you oh know. no i had a full-on christmas tree in my room um and i may have told this story before but um it even got to the point like you know my, as my parents were divorced i would split the holidays on college and so i would go to one house which was in mississippi um I would go to their house for like Thanksgiving and then I would do Christmas in South Carolina or I would do Mm. South Carolina for Thanksgiving and then Christmas in Mississippi. Um, But my parents just knew how much joy that brought me just like being in the Christmas spirit Mm -hmm. where they would decorate. If I was going home for Thanksgiving to either South Carolina or Mississippi, they would decorate um, for Christmas before I got there just because they knew the joy that it brought and um i think maybe this was on one of the meetings i can't remember but somebody asked me oh why did you because november 2nd i put up my christmas tree and uh, november 2nd yeah november 2nd i put up my christmas tree and they were like why do you put it up in november it's not even thanksgiving i'm like well first like that joy of Christmas always came before Thanksgiving. It's what got me through some of those dark times mm. with, you know, parents divorcing and, and, you know, even when like grandparents passed away and they, it just always got me through the hard time. Um, and it wasn't that it, I felt like as a kid, I, I, it had to be worked on and it wasn't like, it was always natural and it wasn't like every day I was joyful and some christmas spirit like the elf like buddy the elf um you know there were days where you know i would feel down during those times and that's normal you you Mm -hmm. feel those emotions you just don't let it take that joy of christmas away all the way Mm. you kind of get back up on that horse um so november 2nd of this year you know i put up my christmas tree i'm like it's been a year i want christmas in my life i want to bring this joy into my life every day i'm here i'm doing it and it's already i was already going to decorate before thanksgiving that was just the given um there was no question about that but you know 
November 2nd, I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm pouring some eggnog because eggnog just came out. Um, pouring some eggnog, putting on my country Christmas music I used to listen to as a kid, and I'm decorating my entire apartment. Um, and it's because I think I've gotten in the habit of this brings me joy, um, just the spirit of it, that connection. Um, to where I, I needed that this year. And I think mm-hmm. as 2020, and we, we can, of course, look back on the terrible, terrible things that have happened this this year. Um, I think we can still program and routine ourselves to find the joy in Christmas. And sometimes it might be hard as, a, as children, but I know it can be done. Maybe I don't know exactly how mm-hmm. to do that because I'm not a parent. I just have my dog. Um, but maybe you know, there's encouragement that if you're listening to this and you're a parent and you're wondering how am I going to bring joy, it can be done. Um, I don't have the answers, but I can give you the hope that it can be done. You know, that's interesting. Um, uh, sorry, Lenny, were you going? No, go ahead. I'm done. Um, it's interesting what you kind of said is like you had to put forth effort to bring that kind of joy back into your life. You know, we've been talking about how joy sneaks up on you and surprise, but there is that element of joy where we have to do a little work. Mm-hmm. make sure that we mm-hmm. kind of foster like kind of joy in our lives you know and i don't i don't think we want to do that i think we just want to be surprised and it just mm-hmm. say that right yep oh, great joy's here and we're just done you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think i think we do want to we there there is that element of surprise to it but one of the questions that i had sort of going through me is is there things we can do to like prime ourselves for the likelihood of experiencing joy not not manufacturing it necessarily or not trying to engineer it, but just some things that we can do just to put some air in a tire somewhere that makes it more likely to happen. And and what I what I've heard several times with this, Marsha, you were talking about it, Lenny, a lot of the a lot of lot of the examples that you were talking about of what brings wings joy is there's this real element of of nowness to it it's this appreciation of something that you see or seeing or hearing or experiencing right now where either the abandonment of of stuff that happened or that will happen lets you appreciate something that's happening right now or something that is happening right now is happening at the exclusion of past future stuff where you're going where you abandon all of this to draw a specific attention to something that is fleeting that is fleeting, like a sunrise, like a holiday season, like uh, whatever it sort of might be. It's like joy in this moment of this thing with this thing right now that's happening, right? And I'm not worried about that thing anymore because I'm experiencing this present joy in whatever this sort of experience I think is. any practice that helps us be more present or more awake can help us cultivate joy. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, like Marsha talked about taking a walk instead of a run, taking the time to read the poetry walls mm-hmm. and see what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's, you know, a, a gratitude journal, um, anything that helps us kind of take the blinders off and just stop being so focused on like to-do lists and, and mm-hmm. expectations that we open ourselves up to, to seeing what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those practices, I think, automatically um, cultivate joy or make yeah. us more uh, more open to receiving it. Yeah, 
I think joy and wonder might be kind of connected too. So things that we can do that bring like stir wonder within us. Um, I read this book once, uh, I think it's called the aesthetics of joy. And she talks about like, just there are certain things that we can see in the world that just bring people joy. And it relates Marsha to what you were saying about like the silliness, like, you know, like bubbles, like bubbles blown, like, what yeah. is it about yeah. bubbles that are just delightful, <laughs> but we love them, right? Um, I have a friend, uh, Aaron, who um, I used to call him something like, I forget, like the director of joy or something like this, because like that was, he just brings joy into the world um, through like random silliness. Um, he's just excited about color, um, but like there's just this, wonderment that I think brings joy uh and yesterday my husband and I we had these uh LED lights that I brought home from work and I was like I don't really know what to do with these these aren't really Christmas lights and we decided to tack them up um on the two walls of our bedroom like like we're teenagers like there's really no reason for this and like we got all grumpy like putting them up and it was like a whole like adult grumpiness thing and you know, are they even and all this. And then we just turned them on in our bedroom and there's just these little trickles of light everywhere. And we were just delighted. Like it was just, and Eric, my husband, who's on the episode about hope being the cynic is like, this brings me joy. And I'm like, me too, (laughs) because it's just wonder and it's silly, but it's just delightful. Yeah. Yeah, the word that I was thinking, Sherry, right before you were talking about that was that there's a, there's a quality of awe, mm-hmm. awe to it, you know, being awed by something and this this maintaining that ability to be awed by mm-hmm. by by things, a song, the feelings associated with a season, a sunrise, that kind of stuff. That definitely, I, I when you said that, I was like, me too, me too, right? Uh, that the same thing, the same thought came to me about that. Sure. Yeah, what brings you joy, Paul Fitzgerald? Oh, what brings me joy? Well, I was thinking about that when we started. It's like, well, that ain't that funny. Um, because it's, it's like, I think of the things that it's like, what are the things that I that make me so happy that I really like to do? And it's like cooking. And it's like, wait a minute, there's a book about that, isn't there? You know, the joy, this, <laughs> the joy of cooking. It's like, well, yeah, there is a joy to it. For some, not all, right? Um, <laughs> Lenny says, I'm going to know down there from Lenny. <laughs> Um, what does, you know, I, I was just noticing this. I sent out a lot of holiday cards, you know, this, this year is, is my want. I do that often, you know, and I was telling my wife, you know, it was like, I really get a lot of enjoyment. It's like just kind of hanging out and fooling around with ink and finding the right pen. And what cards am I going to get this year? And it's like everything about the whole process of writing these holiday cards and sending them brings me this joy that it's like it's fleeting. It happens once a year. Um, It only takes a couple hours, you know, days to go through it and and do it. Um, And I figure out what what little stamp do I want to put on it? And it's like, oh, should I wax seal the envelopes this year? Should I just lick? them like a you know, commoner you know and uh it's like my god what am i doing here this is crazy um but you know just the, the joy that i get i mean you, you can tell by looking at me as i'm talking about this it's like i i just get this joy out of out of doing that that is is just a lot of fun and uh i'm not sure why it is so as you're saying that paul um you're making me i was thinking about 
is there a connection between joy and creativity and creating? Oh, maybe. And that made me remember um, that mine and Marty's preaching professor, um, John Claypool, um, was just a renowned preacher and an incredible man. Um, and he used to talk a lot about creation and the way that he would describe the creation story, it, the Genesis one creation story is that God took sheer delight and experienced mm. ecstasy. That was the word he always used mm. in the act of creating. And I would think that delight and ecstasy are both connected with joy as well, right? And so Dr. John Claypool would say that, that God experienced such delight and ecstasy in the act of creating that out of a spirit of generosity, God then created humans mm. so that there would be other beings that could experience Share, yeah. the delight and ecstasy of creating. So if that's true, experiencing joy is really a part of our DNA. Yeah. Right? It's part of why we exist. Mm -hmm. And it might be part of why we experience joy over the things that other people have created, right? Like right. joy yeah. at what Taylor Swift has created. Mm-hmm. Mm what God has created, like a sunrise, or joy at the 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 act of creating the cards, right? Choosing the pen and deciding about the wax seal and what words to write, and you know. This also gives us kind of space to dream too, you know, about what we want to see happen and finding the energy to work hard to create. You know? Yeah, right. And that's maybe even why joy can continue to surprise us even when we're experiencing deep pain. Because mm -hmm. you can. You know, that, that even in the midst of, of grief, we can find ourselves surprised and for a moment smiling mm -hmm. over a memory or, you know, a a puppy video on TikTok. Something, <laughs> you, know? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, Sherry can't get away with it uh this time. So what uh what brings you joy? What brings mm. you the oldest trick in the book is to be the person that asks the question because then you don't have to answer it yourself, right? So that's <laughs> <laughs> busted, Sherry. I already said the lights in my the bedroom. Lights in the bedroom. Anything else? That's um yeah, no, um, oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about creation. Um, I think right now, uh, my biggest source of joy might be actually my creative projects. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that vaguely so that they don't compliment the, uh, the man that asked the question, but, um, I, I don't know. I get, uh, there's this dude named Paul and we make a lot of stuff we together stuff and together, it, it's yeah. become a source of joy. It's something, mm -hmm. um, I think about a year ago, probably, um, Robin and I had lunch and like, I was talking to her about like all the things that I wanted to be able to create in the world, like 
I wanted to be able to eventually one day write a book and things like that. Um, I'm like, in the last month, Paul and I have written over 90 pages well, we got a lot of, of text. text so. um, and that's the most I've written uh, since my dissertation. Mm -hmm. And um, and boy, has it been a lot more joyful. <laughs> yeah, it has been. <laughs> um, so right so. now, yeah, like I think creative projects bring me a lot yeah. of joy. Well, I got a couple papers that I can send your way if you want a little bit more joy in your life. I don't writing. think those would bring me joy. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> it was just an offer. I was just trying to help you. Many <laughs> tell her they're creative papers. Maybe that'll help. Yes, they are creative papers. One is on the Great Commission and cultural intelligence. So I think you can let your mind just run free with it and get joy out of it. Actually, you mentioned earlier, like, uh, you're really into words, like, oh, send me a paper where you define a word using the Oxford English Dictionary, that, that will bring me joy. Joy right there, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's more of a habit now to, to look up words. I don't know if it really brings me joy. Maybe it might bring me joy after um, I'm done with the semester, but it's more of a habit. Like you say a word and I'm like, oh, it was a word. It's joy. You know, what are some, what are some scriptures that are like, I, I love that have joy in it. And then like that got my mind going on. Oh, wait, what is that word? That Hebrew word for joy? Where is it used? And it just, it got into my academic brain of things. And yeah. then I went down mm -hmm. that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say words is my, my joy. Oh, well. It's mine. Yeah. Unless. <laughs> That's Lonnie Rich's joy, as you Yeah, it is Lonnie's. Well, yeah, it is Lonnie's. That's why I yeah, love Lonnie. Lonnie Rich, man. Like, that man, like, what's your vocab word of the day, sir? Like, just, ooh, makes me so yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the best best part is he does those five words uh, every day and he puts them together in a sentence. And the sentences are ridiculous. They're just so hilarious. Yet and grammatically then, correct, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> and then if he gets really inspired what he does is he takes the words and he writes a card to each one of the grandkids using the words that's funny yeah so one, that's adorable isn't that great so simone who is uh you know just coming up on two so she her words today were zip and zilch Mm. So it, he and he put it wove into the story. So Simone, when you don't get a cookie, you don't get juice, you don't get zip, or you don't get zilch. <laughs> and Sarah, Sarah, um, uh, my stepdaughter Lonnie's daughter, the mother of uh, Simone, actually sent us a video of her reading the card to Simone. Oh, oh my God, it was just joy. She was just so thrilled. Zilch. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to answer the question. It's hard to answer that question though. Is like what gives you joy? Because I don't know. It's always been a surprise. Yeah. It's always just I, I can I can tell you things that I remember that were joyful, but it's like saying that I'm going to do this thing that that brings me a lot of joy, and I'm going to do it again in the hopes that it does again. Oh my God, what if it doesn't? Then you've engineered not joy, but disappointment. So it's, it's always mm. just been such a surprise, you know, like, like it's, like though, it's said. Don't yeah. you think that when we really cultivate joy in our lives, it becomes something that kind of stays with us? 
that it may not always be like the big heightened emotions that like make us so joyful we want to cry or something, but but that there is this sustaining thing about it. Um, this is going to be like a, a hard left turn here, but but one thing that I have thought about a lot and I thought about a lot in thinking that we were going to talk about joy is um, when back in, in 2017, when um, I joined clergy in Charlottesville for the day of the Unite the Right rally, um, the, the, the night before that rally, there was a worship service. Um, and Cornell West was mm -hmm. one of the speakers and he kept talking about joy, which was so strange to me since there were like white supremacists with tiki torches across the street from us. Mm -hmm. And then that next day during the rally, when I was with clergy, my, my friend Leah that, that I was there with and I were both very aware and struck by the fact that the white clergy that were there, that were present, we were all clearly nervous and we were all just burdened, like heavy. But there in the midst of the heaviness was some sense of joy from oh. the clergy who were also people of color right. that were there. Right. That was absent from the white folks there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that there is, I've, I've thought about that. I mean, for since 2017, like what was that? And I think there, there might be something with the fact that, that I was thinking about this today, that if joy is, is rooted in the good life, right? A flourishing life, what really matters, then there is a drive to change and fix things that are destructive, right? The things that take that 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 take away life or destroy life, right? If we know the goodness and the joy that comes from from what makes life flourish, then we want to take those things that destroy that or break it down mm -hmm. and fix them. Mm -hmm. So that others can experience flourishing life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there is, there is, yes, we get surprised by joy, but I think there is also a kind of joy and awareness of what is good in life mm. that can stay with us and drive us to be people to create more goodness in life. Mm. Yes. No, that, was, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. I no. think you're, you're spot on, uh, you know, you're spot on. Like, I, I feel like, yes, joy is, you, it surprises you, but then. I think this kind of ties back to what Marty was saying. Sometimes we have to find joy in the least most expected place that we can. What was it you said earlier that Marsha wrote down? Voice of protest to a life of despair. Mm. There you go. So it, it's, it yeah. Like the passage for Sunday where, you know, um, Isaiah was telling these people who just came back from home from the exile, like your your 
the the you know the prophecy has been fulfilled you have your freedom um and you have your the land back but it's going to take hard work for you to to make it like you see it mm -hmm. or how you want it and joy comes in that hard work mm -hmm. it's not just joy's not something that just i mean it surprises you but sometimes you really have to do the hard work that brings you the joy it's the dream that you have mm -hmm. um and it's hard work to make that dream come true. And in that hard work, you find joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think then, playing on that though, uh, Marty and Robin, do you think then that it's really not the pursuit of joy? Is it joy is a product, a byproduct of, of effort. It's being, it's an act of worship uh it is being present being awake is joy the pursuit or is joy what happens when you're truly living that a spiritually uh mm. a life that where you're living in right relationship with god is that is that like is joy the gift or is joy the product i th i think joy is the what you get out of I think it's the reaction, the cause and the effect. So it's the effect of it. Like, so I feel like we, you know, I feel like when you're trying to find things that are positive in a situation that's not so positive, um, there's joy that comes out of that. Mm -hmm. um, kind of what, you know, Robin was mentioning, she was surrounded by such negative things to where there was such a burden but the hunt for where that good stuff is, is what brought so much joy um, in that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like, does your dreams bring you joy? And then in trying to make those dreams come true, does that hard work bring you joy? I think it can be a both and, right? I, th I think it, that, that joy is just the long yeah. for the ride. And it just, whether you tap into it or not, that surprises mm -hmm. you. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Agree with that. Well, it seems like joy is at times the sustainer. Mm -hmm. uh, joy, like moments of joy, is what keeps us going. Um, and then because we understand the importance of joy, joy is the thing we have to fiercely protect and we have to make sure others have access to. And that's part of the work that I think Robin's talking about. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, maybe joy is just the point and we're doing whatever we can to, to tap into yeah. it. That seems to be it, you know, hence the, you find it, you find joy, you know, you look for it and Pick then it it, it's found. Yeah. yeah then it's found. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, look, a pink candle. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the pink candle? I was just feeling, I would be remiss, right. If we ended this without me asking, it's like, I, I would so regret, if this ended without me saying, so what's with the pink handle anyway? Because that's ultimately, Sherry, right? That's been my question since day one of this, yes. right? I, I considered getting you a box of pink candles for Christmas, but I went a different direction. So yeah, that's funny. That's next funny. year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. so um, Marty, is it is it, uh, is it, like you said, is it a reminder on the on the Advent candle set that it's... Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of the tradition. Make it a little unique. Joy was such a different elements that they need 
and it was so different from like hope and peace that they needed to give it its own color. Well, it's got its own name. It's called Galdet Sunday. I'm trying to look up why. Yeah. Hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's a a reminder that, hey. Galdet is the Latin word for rejoice, Lenny. Hmm. Oh. You should know that. Well, I'm not studying Latin. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't throw me into that one. I don't. (laughs) No, please don't. Yeah, Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. It's Hebrew right now, so uh, okay. We'll get a Latin in a couple thousand years, right? <laughs> but maybe that cu- candle's pink because, like, color br- color is one of the things yeah. that brings us joy, according to the Aesthetics of Joy book. And- um, so it gives us a little variety. Like, we look at that collection of candles and we're like, "Ooh, look at the pink one." There's an accent candle. Right? It's an yeah, accent it's candle. Yeah, Once again, Ooh. it's a surprise. Well, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's just even the tradition of certain things and how you people do certain things is what brings them joy, um, like decorating a Christmas tree, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes you might want to wonder why, okay, why a Christmas tree, but not a lot of people ask why a Christmas tree, they just find joy in that tradition right. of decorating it. Um, like, for example, my parents find joy in new Christmas ornaments. Mm-hmm. So I actually got them a Christmas ornament of toilet paper, like it's oh. little toilet paper that says 2020 on it, um, because we can later on. I'm hoping we could find joy in the fact that we all like ran out to a grocery store to go buy toilet paper. Uh, at some point, I'm holding on that we can we could find joy and or even just laugh about it mm-hmm. um, at some point. But that's that's a tradition and. To somebody, maybe that pink candle is a tradition that they've grew up with that brings that sparks that that little bit of joy for some reason they just don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it could be because someone really worked hard to create that pink candle, um, or it just happened to be like that, mm-hmm. like a sunrise. Yeah. 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 I'm curious about one thing, Lenny. Uh, you said you put your your Christmas decorations up on November 2nd. I'm curious when you take them down. Is it like August? No. Middle no, of September? No, usually. Because <laughs> so so like you've been I, waiting. It's like, what, it's like two months, right? No, you, we usually will try to put it down before the new year. Oh, so it's pretty quick oh. after then. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my parents always say, you never start the new year with old stuff. Oh. Uh, oh. That's, you know, the very Southern sayings of stuff. Um, <laughs> now this year, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that because yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. That's a lot of decorations. Take a time. I put a lot of ribbon in it this Take year. So sparkly ribbon. It makes me happy. Yes. Say again? Give yourself until epiphany. Let the wise men come first. That's what everybody's saying. They're like, oh, it's like middle of like January. Keep yeah. it up. And I'm like, no, you don't bring the you don't bring the old stuff into the new year. Oh. Hmm. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not bringing the 2020 stuff in the 2021. Right. It's going up. that's fair that's fair fair. oh well i think recording this podcast has been very joyful this evening me too just seeing everybody's faces has been joyful i feel like i haven't seen many faces yeah Yeah. for the record yeah i was gonna say where we at robin taylor swift's name except for this time has been mentioned 13 times oh that's her favorite number (laughs) 
That's her favorite number. What? And six of those were by Lenny. Enjoy right there. Oh my goodness. That just like it made my entire night. And now that's recorded. So that's embarrassing. If only we did video, right? Sorry. Right. Listening had been able to see Lenny's posture when he oh. his face lit up and he started clapping. And that's like, her birthday, like December 13th. Oh, Sorry, we are sure. not going on this soapbox. We're done. <laughs> that soapbox can go forever. I hope just our li- have to tweet it at her. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I hope our listeners take as much joy from listening to us talk about T Swizzle as uh, she can brings. I, can I give a little note? So if anybody is watching or listening to this and they know Taylor or have any connection to Taylor. I will give you my email, my phone number, my address, my Facebook, my Venmo, whatever you want if I get to meet her. So I'm just to putting that out. Make that connection happen. Yeah. yeah, make yeah, it happen. yeah. yeah. We'll tweet this at her directly. Yeah. So <laughs> brought to you by Love for Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Thank Joy. you, Marsha and Annie. No, thank you for <laughs> having well, thank us. You. It was such a pleasure to be with you, especially with yeah. you. Just love you to pieces. Miss you so much. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.